Well, good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, or good evening from wherever you are tuning in from. So my name is Angeline Constantino, and I am the founder, podcaster, and CEO of Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. So please like and subscribe to my podcast. You can go to my website, which is letsbreakthesilence.com, and you can find me on Spotify, Google, Apple and all the live streams. And right now we are live on my YouTube channel, which is Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. So please like and subscribe there. And please go to my website and please subscribe to my newsletter for announcements and live events. So we're broadcasting live right now in my Facebook group, which is Let's Break the Silence with Angeline, my personal Facebook page, which is Angeline Constantino, and my YouTube channel. So my podcast focuses on empowering domestic abuse survivors to find their voice, regain their power, and regain their peace, clarity, and confidence so they are able to step into their own power and truth. So with that being said, let us know in the comments where you are tuning in from. Please smash the heart button. Please share this live out with a friend or a group that needs to hear this amazing interview. I'm going to be interviewing an amazing woman this morning, and her name is Shana Gordine, so the lady behind the mask. So after encountering the ugly face of domestic violence and developing four different health conditions, Shana Gordine's life took a new turn, but she couldn't give this a room to ruin her life. So she embarked on a journey to elevate her self-esteem and uplift people who were going through such issues. Consequently, Shana writes relatable books from her experiences to help individuals learn to love themselves again after going through disappointments, trauma, and disability. Moreover, Shana fits in several other shoes as a poet, motivational speaker, podcast host, spoken word artist, self-love life coach, advocate for domestic violence awareness and chronic illnesses. Shana has published several titles and co-authored several others in a writing journey that spans three years. Her debut title, The Mask Behind the Mask, is a poetry book that inspires people to appreciate and love their imperfections despite their daily experiences. Unveiled Pieces of a Broken Mask is a spinoff of her debut title, and the book helps break the mask of baggage that people carry from their past. Further, Shana is a co-author in a poetry anthology, Words Speak Hurt No More, Women Who Pray, a spoken word album, I Was a Rose in Darkness of Love and Winning Way. In her writing and motivation journey engagements, Shana has won the Purple Ribbon Award of Courage, Viewer's Choice Award, and Global Africa Fashion for Peace World in 2021. She has been featured as the bestseller on Amazon 2022 for both I Am Her, International Women on the Rise, and Women Influencers Awards, and 2023 YWCA Art and Culture Women Empowerment Award. She has also featured, has been featured on Spotlight Magazine cover, Hopes Magazine, Dream Spire Book Magazine, Channel 13, Channel 10, Troy Record Paper, and Spectrum News. Although Shana Gordine is originally from Cross, South Carolina, she currently lives in Troy, New York. When she's free, she loves hanging out with her own beautiful daughters, taking walks, 
traveling and cooking. So without further ado, here's Shayna. Good morning. Hello, 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 hello. Good morning. Good morning, Shayna. How are you? I am great. I can't complain. Me too. Me too. Life is great. Life is great. So yeah, and you're still living in Troy, New York, correct? Yes, I am. That's good. See, we're like 40 minutes away from each other. And here, you know, with the power of social media, a very good friend of ours and uh, connected us. And I'm so glad that she did. So Shana, you know, your story is very inspiring. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, very, very <laughs> inspiring. I'm like, you have accomplished so much. So tell us, you know, the viewers who are tuning in today, someone said good morning here, but let us know where good morning. you get from. <laughs> Facebook user, go to the caption where it says streamyard.com forward slash Facebook. You click on that link. And it will show your name. So this way we can give you a shout out. But let us know who you are, please. Oh, wow. That is impressive. See? Okay. <laughs> I agree. Impressive indeed. So I know that life wasn't always like this, Shana. So right. tell us what happened. I mean. Well, you know, life, how it happens. It, it starts off like, you know, you're in these relationships and, you know, you're happy. It's the honeymoon stage. And. You know, three years in, I'm actually pregnant with my second daughter and I see myself as getting thrown against the cabinet, strangled by my neck. And I'm fighting for not just my life, but my daughter's life. And I'm seven months pregnant. And, you know, during this process, I'm like, wow, this really happened because, you know, you see it, you see it on movies, you, you know, it's like, you know, in your head, it's like, OK, this would never happen to me. But unfortunately, it did. But in this process, I'm like, all right. You get the, ah, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. You know, it didn't mean to happen that way. So I end up getting back into the relationship because one, that was my kid's father. And it's like, all right, let's, I want to keep my family together. You know, hey, let's try this again. But unfortunately, seven months later, I was actually holding my daughter in my living room mm. and uh, I was getting strangled actually again. And I'm like, no, this can't happen. Like, this is not what I want for my kids. In that process, I took a break, you know, a sabbatical, as they say, and try to start over and, you know, take care of the girls. And I got into another relationship. But at this time, once again, honeymoon stage, you know, things happen. But unfortunately, this one was actually worse than the first one. And in this relationship, it, it's like, you know, I found myself fighting for my life once again. And during this process, I actually got a restraining order. I called the cops and I still got stalked for another six months. I had to literally remove my kids from the apartment that they knew for so long because I was getting stalked. You know, imagine waking up in the middle of the night and you're getting strangled in your sleep. A magnet dragged up the stairs by your hair and your kids are seeing this. So it was situations that just shouldn't have never happened. But, you know, I had to take the accountability from my part, too, of allowing it and figuring out why I keep getting into the same relationship. And then this is where I had to learn myself. I had to understand what was going on in the perception of settling for certain relationships. Okay. And I am. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So how many children do you have? Two. You have two children. So mm -hmm. what was that like going through your transition <sighs> out of um, did you have it was, of it, law enforcement? I mean, it was interesting because going mm -hmm. through this process of having the restraining order, it was kind of frustrating, too, because, you know, you would think you're going through this process through the law, you know, getting the order protection. And, oh, you would think that, oh, that would just be it. But no, it wasn't because it was to the point to where is 
the restraining order was supposed to be no contact. It was supposed to be no text messages, no calls. And I remember going to the cops and telling them that I was still getting text messages. I was still getting calls. And they're like, oh, why don't you just change your number? I said, why do I have to change my number? I'm already changing where my residence is. Why do I have to change my number while this person has a restraining order and they're not supposed to contact me? I remember being in a place to whereas I went to go to DSS and they showed up to where I was. We happened to be in the same area, but they still made it seem that, oh, well, they was just there searching for a job. But my thing is, what happened during the process of them leaving, they decided to come back off the elevator and come where I was to try to intimidate me. And it's like, if I have an order of protection, why does it seem like I just have a piece of paper that's not doing anything? So it was frustrating. It was very frustrating. And, you know, luckily, when I went through this process, I had the support of Unity House and I had the support of, you know, just other people that were supporting me through this process. Because if not, it was, you know, dealing with anxiety, PTSD, depression, because I dealt with all that because being stalked for so long, it really takes a toll on you personally. It does. And mental health wise, you know, because you're not just watching over yourself, you're watching over two kids. So in the same token, it's like, I remember during this process, waking up one night, and this is another reason why I ended up moving to a different area, because the person tried to come through my window, and my kids was down to sleep on the couch. You understand? So it's like to think that these things are happening, that it should be stronger laws, it should be more protection, and more cautiousness to the situation of other people's lives that is going through the situation. Because if they don't see physically that you're abused, to them, it's just more talk than anything. And it's like, if just because the hand's not being put on me doesn't mean that I'm not getting abused. Right, exactly. And you have children. Like in the case of myself, I made a clean break. Mm-hmm. I made a clean break. But for you, so did you have to move into this? Like, did you have to stay in the same area as you are now? Or were you able to move to another city? I was able to move to a different oh, good, area. Good. Well, yeah. That's good. And I know, you know, I mean, that is whoever's saying I agree. Yes. But, you know, what you've gone through, I mean, it's unimaginable. And it just seems to me now that domestic violence is on the increase again. Yeah, it is. What do you think is the problem? Is it the economics or is it because back when COVID happened, this is when I started my podcast right before Mm -hmm. COVID happened, then COVID happened, then right. Domestic violence, it went up because everything was shut down. The shelters were shut down. Everything was shut down. So someone is saying, okay, let us know who you are, please. It's being normalized to abuse women. Okay. So why is that, do you think? Well, part of it is I feel that, you know, some people take it lightly. You know, they might see someone yelling at them or calling them out their name is something simple and they don't take it as serious as it, you know, they're supposed to. Or some people don't move or leave because financially they feel they have to stay. They feel they don't have anywhere else to go. And a lot of people are not getting educated on the resources that they have, the places that they can go. And, you know, they're not understanding the true rare flags and what a toxic relationship truly is. Mm, They're not understanding it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you provide resources then? Definitely. I give information on the different places you can go. I provide, you know, information on red flags. I provide information on, you know, advocacy, like 
I'm really big on telling people, like, you know, it, it's so many shelters that can help you. And a lot of people are afraid to go because they're afraid of losing their stability of where they're at. Like, I remember having someone contact me and they were like, oh, I don't want to leave my house. I just was in the shelter and I don't want to go because I just got this furniture. I said, is your furniture more important than your life? It's up to people that they have to understand materialistic things is not going to save you from being somebody, somebody punching bag or being somebody's frustration place. And a lot of people have to realize their self-respect and boundaries as well. A lot of people, and this is why I call my book The Mask Behind the Mask, because a lot of times mm. people carry so many faces and they settle for these relationships because they're not loving themselves. And they I think that that... Yep. And they're they thinking that that's love and that is that isn't. It isn't true love. It isn't how it's supposed to be. And a lot of people are broken. And being that they're already broken from probably something from childhood or probably something that was in their past, they feel that that's normal. They feel that that's what normal love is and it isn't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, when you talk about that, you know, brokenness, I know Oh, let's see who is. Some shelters are mixed, like the one I stayed at at a halfway house and drug and drug pro, and it was all mixed. I didn't feel safe there. Oh, this is Lynn. Mm, okay, Lynn. Hi, I'll... Lynn. Welcome. Hi, Lynn. Yeah, I know who Lynn is. Okay. Yeah, she said it was all mixed. Mm. So she didn't feel safe at the shelf. Right. I remember she was sharing my story. So, hi. <laughs> yeah, Lynn is recovering at home. So, I'm glad that she was able to jump on and join us this morning. So a lot of victims feel ashamed. Right. They're embarrassed to leave their abuser. And I know I went mm -hmm. through the same thing. Okay. But when is it that, now when did you reach your breaking point? My breaking point was the fact that I didn't want to go through that. Like I literally remember sitting in the bathroom crying like, Lord, if you just get me out of this, I can't do this anymore. Like I have to seek a change. And when I went through that last final thing of, you know, just fighting and I'm already having health conditions, it's enough. It's too much to be fighting for my regular life through health and then turn around and be fighting through my life period and have kids and to think about that you know my really breaking point was I have kids and have somebody come home and tell you they're gonna slit your throat that's a sign that there's a problem there's a problem and my life was on the line seriously and today if I stayed I could be dead sure because I remember going back into my house after they got arrested and you know removing my mattress and it was two box cutters on the same side that they were sleeping on so who's to say that they wouldn't cut my throat while I was asleep or who's to say they wouldn't have did it one day when I came back in the house I know yeah that's scary. you know what I mean that's scary to know that you got kids and people are literally trying to threaten your life so right. it's like you know I have to do better for me and I have to do better for my kids and I have to do better for the people that don't know better. Right, exactly. But imagine living in fear like that. Yes, it's a lot. You know, it was hard to sleep because to think, you know, it's like, okay, during this, and what's crazy during this method is I knew the, like, going through this relationship, I noticed it was a change in them and they were actually dealing with mental issues. And I took them to the psychiatrist and they got diagnosed with schizophrenia. But instead of them taking their meds, they decided to turn on me and say that I was the problem. I made them got on meds. I took them to the doctor when I was actually trying to help. 
Wow. Yeah. Oh my. So it it wasn't just the abuse. It was verbal abuse on top of it for me just trying to help somebody that was going through mental issues. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And since this is Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm so glad that you are bringing this to light. Okay. So tell us about, because I know the lady behind the mask. So what was behind that? (laughs) Because I know that you did a monologue. You created a monologue. I watched it. I mean, of other, you know, survivors who are finally coming forward because we need more women to come forward. Absolutely. Behind my mask, I was dealing with my own insecurities and daddy issues and, you know, just my own self-inflicted situations of growing up without a father and settling for certain things. And, you know, I went to therapy and I learned that, you know, I don't have to look for love in all the wrong places. My love is within me and it's within my faith. And for me to just be one with myself and not have to be happy through anything else. And during this process, you know, I learned how to heal from all the hurt that I was dealing with. Because the fact of the matter, I didn't heal from the first relationship that I got abused because I didn't talk about it. Like I talked about it as far as just dropping the relationship, but as far as actually mentally dealing with the process of that relationship, I never did. Never did. Right? I know. I never did. I just took it, put it in the closet, like, oh, I'll be all right. Because, you know, back in the days, I'm from Richmond, South Carolina. So, you know, it was always, oh, you'll just pray about it. It'll be okay. But I had to literally deal with the fact that I had hands put on me and it wasn't okay. And I had to deal with the fact that it wasn't my fault. Right. Right. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Now, Lynn is saying here, my ex-husband tried to kill all of us and he was diagnosed with schizophrenic and he got off legally because of that Mm. yeah yeah crazy the legal system you know you would think that the legal system would protect you but instead i feel that it protects abusers why is that because a lot of times they don't walk the shoes and you know a lot of times they i mean yes they do have mental illness going on and yes people Mm -hmm. do need help but I know from my circumstances, both of my abusers seen their parents get abused beforehand. So it was already a generational curse that they didn't heal from. That they didn't heal from. Mm-hmm. Okay. I understand that now. And I know that, you know, I want to talk to you about getting into the best of people. So I know we had talked about that on Monday. <laughs> Me breaking down a mask. <laughs> That's right. Breaking down the mask. How does one they? Because I know this is what I teach in my coaching program, and and I'm sure you do too about peeling off the layers. I know that that's yeah. not easy. No, so. it's it's not. And you know what's crazy is a lot of times people have to get to know themselves in order to break down their pieces. They also have to sit in all of what it is. And the thing about it is, a lot of times people are afraid to sit in the mess, and then start you sitting literally in the midst of the mess of what it is and understanding what it is that made you broken, understanding what made you unhappy, what made you not like yourself those moments. Because in order to heal, you have to forgive yourself for all that. So it starts with forgiveness. Mm. And if you can't forgive yourself, how do you expect anyone else to forgive you? If you can't love yourself, how do you expect anybody else to love you? If you can't understand your worth how you expect anybody to be worthy of you because all things is we teach people how to treat us and if you can't treat yourself correctly how do you want somebody else to do it so we have to understand ourselves and knowledge of who we are deep down inside to 
be able to even be in a relationship or friendship with anyone. And a lot of times, a lot of people carry another mask on top of the mask that they show people. Mm. And everybody really don't truly know who they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Okay. I understand. And I totally understand that. And this is a friend of mine. Hi, Jessica. Yes, we teach others how to treat us. Exactly. Exactly. And she's a very good friend of mine. So <laughs> let's talk about how you rose from the darkness. Did yes. You a lot about that. I did. So it started with my first book called The Mask Behind the Mask, which is a book of poetry and spoken words that I put together for people to love all the imperfections despite of what they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And the purpose of that book was to, one, let people know that, you know, we all have a face and we all deal with something, but we can, you know, be able to mow through it, grow through it, glow through it. But you got to start to acknowledge and accept the fact that you are dealing with something. Because like I said, it all starts with forgiveness and you have to forgive yourself. And it's not forgiving yourself for other people. You have to forgive yourself for yourself so that you can mend the broken pieces that's inside of you. Uh And, you know, with that book, I started with that is because one, like you said, I dealt with the shame, the judgment, and that was one mask I carried through my domestic violence. And then, you know, dealing with anxiety and the PTSD and knowing that, you know, I have five different health conditions because you would never know that seeing me, I look healthy as a horse, but you would never know that I have fibromyalgia, ankylospinuitis, that's authorized in my spine, it goes the rest of my joints, I'm going with arthritis. You would never know that I deal with polycystic kidney disease, polycystic ovarian syndrome, you know, and being able to help people understand where their forgiveness should start and where then they passion of loving themselves and finding their happiness and healing and then finding peace. You know, those steps all takes a process and it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's not that, hey, I'm going to forgive myself and I'm going to be A-OK because in this process, I'm still working on myself seven years later, you know, and it takes time. But you have to, you know, each time you grow keeps the tools from the beginning. Exactly. Understanding you know, this is what helped me through it. Because, you know, it's always going to be something that might arise that triggers something. But use the tools that we put in our toolbox during the process of growing to get better. Exactly. And Lynn says the masks also keep us from having genuine relationships. A different mm-hmm. person to each person you meet. Mm-hmm. It's a coping mechanism. Mechanism. It is. Exactly. It is. And that's where in the process we have to grow to understand that we are able to tell people this is who I am and this is what is going on. And either they can accept your boundaries and understand who you are and be a friend because a lot of people don't want to tell people who they are or show who they are because they feel afraid of being judged or they're afraid of what people's going to think, or they're afraid of what people's going to say. And we have to remember, we have to be our true self in order to be who we are unapologetic. Exactly. We can't worry about what other people think. And in the beginning, I know that that's really hard because I went through the same thing. It's hard. I mean, we're afraid, you know, like, what are my parents are going to think? You know what I mean? Like, what are my sisters or brothers are going to think? Or your friends. But this is the time when your true friends will show up. Yeah. Show up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, because they will understand the process and say, hey, you know, it's going to be okay and we'll get through this. You know, during this process, I remember having people to ask me, oh, well, you didn't see what was going on before this. Like, you'll get people that would blame you 
oh, I for what's going on instead of actually understand it. Because if you turn it around, I'm not going to tell you, oh, well, you should have this and you should have that because you're not in those shoes and you're not in that situation. So you can't really tell me what I should have done. I had one person tell me, why did it take you all that time to leave? It took me eight years. Right. Right. But see, people don't understand because they're not in your shoes and they don't understand the process that it was to go through that. And, you know, and it's not that you want to stay in state to get beat up. But when you're in love, you're there trying through this process. And, you know, it's not like, oh, okay. even when I tried to leave, they didn't want to leave. So it's a lot. Right. You know, definitely. It's a lot. Absolutely. It's a mental dream because I was tired. Well, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But you persevered. I did. Yeah, I did. You persevered. You published several books and Mm -hmm. you're now a podcast host and you're a motivational speaker. Yes. And, you know, you're a co-author of a book and you've done a lot of things. You've done a lot. So right now, I know that you have a special, the mask behind the mask. So People can find that on Amazon or... That's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles. It's on Walmart.com. And you can also find it on my website, which is www.theladybehind.com. And you can always contact me on Facebook, Instagram, all my websites to contact me for a copy and a signed copy of the book as well. And with that book, I also created Unveil the Broken Pieces of a Mask. And, you know, that was the spinoff of the book because, you know, I told you you had a mask on. So now it's time to put my sociology hat on, you know, and say, hey, we got to work through this. And, you know, we got to build on the next momentum after you forgive yourself. This is where we start the understanding yourself and learning how to be happy and learning how to know who you are. So in this book, I give you poems and, you know, stuff like that to empower you. But I also give you questions to ask yourself. I also give you a space to journal because now you can work with yourself one-on-one to get deeper into what's going on behind these masks, breaking off, you know, the baggages and trust issues, the insecurities, because all these things come when you're going through something. And it's not necessarily just domestic violence, but through life, we carry baggages and insecurity and trust issues. Sure, exactly. And, you know, with this book, I know with me, I needed to journal and be able to break Mm -hmm. all these things down because like it was to the point with my anxiety. So whereas, you know, I'm double tripping, triple locking and making sure doors and windows are locked because of what happened to me, you know, and I didn't want this to trickle down to my kids to whereas they are on this, you know, assessing this point of just feeling anxiety. So it's something I needed to work on. So through my journaling, I felt that if, I can help myself. Let me help someone else. Exactly. Exactly. And look what Lynn says. If you give up on a relationship, you are very often viewed as a quitter. And especially if you're in a religious community, family. Right. Yeah. See that? Mm -hmm. A quitter. Right. Especially like I was brought up in the Greek Orthodox religion. So that's considered failure. Right. Yeah. But things have changed. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And actually the priest. And I used, when I used to live in Kingston, not in Kingston, in Rhinebeck, and the church was in Kingston, the priest actually helped me. So, you know, because he said that, you know, no one should ever suffer. So why be stuck in a bad marriage and an abusive marriage? And these poor women feel stuck. Yeah, they feel like they don't have anywhere to go. They feel like they don't have anywhere to talk to, you know, and that's the thing like that why 
I feel that I provide the workshops that I provide because it was a safe haven, a safe space for people to be able to talk about how they feel and be able to understand that, hey, if I take this next step, I can really get out of this. Because when I would go into the shelters through Unity House and doing the survival circle, I had people that told me that I helped them gain their confidence back. I helped them gain their power back. I helped them be able to stand up and say, hey, I did this and I don't have to go back. Because there were women in there that were talking about, you know, how they wanted to go back. Because financially, you know, when you're leaving everything that you've owned and you're going to a shelter, you feel like you lost everything in your life that you worked hard for. Right, exactly. And and starting over is hard. It's hard and it takes a lot and it takes a lot of support to be able to take those steps. And it's baby steps because Mm -hmm. Lord knows you want to go back to the same routine that you used to go to. Because it was at one point my daughter was like, oh, mommy, why we can't go back to the house we used to stay to? Because that's all she knew. You know, at that point, it's like that's where she was because she was about maybe about five or six. So for five years, she was in the same house. And had to be removed and had to be removed out of her house to another house into a different school or her friends to a different area. That's a lot in a big transition for kids. Mm. So in the same token, I had to then deal with that and put them through therapy, too, so that they can right. deal through their process, because that was something different for them. Exactly. And. This is what Lynn said. I was brought Mm -hmm. up as Jehovah's Witness and it's completely okay. No, it's not okay. Completely okay for a man to abuse his wife. Wow. Wow. See the culture? You see this? Yeah. That goes back to when I have, um, because I do this form and it's called Unapologetically Free with another lady that I work with out in North Carolina. Mm. And, you know, out in Nigeria, it's kind of like that too, like certain things, you know, certain cultures, like it's okay for certain things to happen or, you know, Things happen to them and stuff like that. So it's really crazy how different religions and, you know, different situations is different. And it's like all about now trying to figure out how can we find ways to help through our sources to make it better. Because, like, I just feel that it should be different laws and different things that should happen during this process. Like, it'll be nice if, like, all these people that go through this have to go through a whole like workshop and understanding what they truly did to people. Cause sometimes I don't think people, once they do it, they still don't see what they did. Like anything is wrong. They don't feel accountable. Right. Exactly. They don't feel accomplished. Right. Exactly. So I'm glad that you're bringing all this to light. So let's talk about the workshop that you were going to be doing on May 25th at Wellspring. So tell us yes. about that, please. So it's actually May 24th and I will be doing, yeah. no, it's fine. It's called actually this month. I'm doing a uh, mental health awareness this month. But what the workshops that I do and it's created basically to help educate, inspire and empower people, you know, to build their confidence, to build, you know, the vision of who they are and to know that they can be successful and, you know, empowering through, you know, all things that they do. I built these workshops through my company that's called Sheena Master Motivation. And the basis of this is being able to empower kids, well, the youth, the adults, and just families Mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, after you go through something, don't mean that you have to self-sabotage yourself. And I'm one that's all for building people up and giving them confidence, giving them strength and giving them empowerment and to teaching them how to be a better version of themselves. And with these workshops, we go through affirmations and 
you know, mental health and understanding relationships and who you're dealing with, trust issues, self-esteem, because, you know, all these play a part on the different things and reasons of why we end up in friendship relationships, you know, because you even have, you know, abuse through religion, you have abuse through family, you have abuse through friendships, you have abuse through, you know, just people not respecting boundaries and being able to stand up for yourself and using your voice is my major thing for people to be able to stand up for who they are and people respecting their boundaries and not just feeling that you have to deal with something because you feel afraid or you feel that oh I'm too weak to stand up to that person so if you have confidence and you know who you are people are not going to walk all over you you know if you're loving yourself you're not going to allow certain things in your peaceful area and your peaceful atmosphere and you know one of my books that I did wrote called The Power in Me, it's about inspiring children to be the best version of themselves. And it also for adults, too. Right. It's about understanding that the power is inside of you and you got to be able to dig deep. And so with this workshop in my event that's on the 24th of Wealth Spring in Malta, it's about basically we're going to talk about mental health awareness because it's really, really huge. And a lot of times right. a lot of mental health is swept under the rug, like depression is real. You know, anxiety is real. PTSD is real. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, well, you know, it's just, it's okay. They'll be all right. But somebody can be depressed and end up deciding they want to commit suicide. You know, somebody can be, you know, especially after even dealing with somebody that has schizophrenia. It's that right there was being in another twilight zone. Dealing with that. Right. You know, and not just for the abuse side, but for the mental health side, it was seriously put, it was actually putting a strain on my own mental health. Right. Sure. You know, sure. And sure. it so, takes a toll. I know. It does. And then, you know, to be a parent is like, if your mental health is not stable, how are you able to be a good mom? You know, how are right. you able to take care of other people? And so this is why I talk about mental health awareness. And I also am an advocate for chronic illness, which this month is also fibromyalgia awareness month as well. And I am a size five, look, I'm a fiber warrior and, you know, I support wow. all things. Yeah. So that is actually um, this month too. So, you know, I'm big on mental health because even with health conditions, they take a toll on you because when I first found out that I had my conditions I was dealing with my own struggles because if you're being if you're healthy as a horse never had no issues and all of a sudden every year you're diagnosed with something and none of these conditions have a cure to it it makes you think okay as a mom how am I going to take care of my kids how am I going to be able to do this you know so you know mental health that that sends you into the depression like I remember being in my bed and my daughter was like mom why are you always in your bed now so it's like you know I knew my mental health took a turn because of my conditions you know so mental health is huge and you know it needs to be talked about and there's a lot of things that you know with the domestic violence, like that plays a part with your mental, especially being verbally and mentally abused because people play with your emotions and they definitely mentally mess you up verbally, getting called out your name, being disrespected. All these things play a part with your mental because after a while you start believing the things that are being said to you. Right, exactly, exactly. So when you display that confidence and you move into who you truly are, people mm-hmm. are not going to walk all over you. Right. Your right. strength your strength has, uh, you know, like my picture says, strong. And you build yourself up. You build yourself up to be a better See, version of yourself. Crazy. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Isn't that something? Yeah. 
Jeez. It is. And mind you, they're the one that's crazy, but you know, they want to call you crazy. So absolutely. they want to call you crazy, right? They think mm-hmm. you're crazy. And then you think that you're crazy. Yeah. Because you feel that you caused the problem. Right. And they just, they play, like you said, they play on you and mm-hmm. they try to mess up your head. And that's totally yeah. wrong. It's totally not okay. And it just yeah. sends you, it sends you into a spiral. And then, you know, that's what happens with a lot of people mm-hmm. that are dealing with domestic violence to where is they give up on life. They don't want to work. They don't want to go outside and they're already being isolated. So, you know, it's just, it, it, it's just a, it's a catch-22 at the same time because you want to be strong and during that process they don't know how to be strong mm, right unless because the, right because of i get it mm-hmm. i get it and the person's already broken them down like the verbalness is them breaking and beating that person down calling them out their name calling them crazy to make them think they're crazy and you know a lot of narcissistic people do things to make you crazy or they're gaslighting you Right, right, right. They're gaslighting you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Mark says, good morning from California. <laughs> Mark is a staunch supporter of my cause. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, crazy. That's all I can it say. It is. It's so, okay. So, um, one thing that I wanted to say was, you know, regarding that part, I know that I invested in myself and personal development because that was key in order for me to regain my confidence. So mm-hmm. like I said, I know we talked about resources for domestic violence, you know, for women um, of domestic violence. So there, this way in the future, because you touched on something that they're not played on because mm-hmm. people will play with your emotions. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. a gr- a great way for people to be able to mm-hmm. stand up, you know, you know, building their confidence is definitely affirmations, like using oh, affirmations, yeah. meditation, yoga, you know, keeping yourself grounded and being able to know what you love as a hobby, you know, being able to know how to make yourself happy and not depend on nobody else to give that to you. You know, I oh, use that. I use af- I use affirmations a lot. Affirmations is a real big thing for me because like a lot of times when I work with certain people, I always tell them, you know, find an affirmation, a song, a poem, something that inspires them, even, you know, if it's a scripture or whatever it is that inspires them, you know, to help them, you know, every day. Because sometimes people have to teach themselves how to you know, love who they are again and know that they're strong and know that they have to keep going. So I tell them to start off with the affirmations that they can say to themselves every day because some people don't believe they're beautiful. So if you got to tell yourself you're beautiful every day for you to believe it till you believe it, you know, it's a mindset change. And being able to change your mindset, being able to change who you are and being able to start a new chapter, but it all starts with you. Exactly. It all starts with you. You have to want it. Mm-hmm. Then that's what I did. I It was self-affirmation, self-love, taking myself. And I did. I went to a yoga dance class once a week. Mm-hmm. And I would do my meditations, my gratitude, and I still do it to this day. And I teach, you know, the ladies here in my private group, all of that. And I am expressing my affirmations. And it's work, but you have to want it. They have to want it first. 
yeah absolutely so yeah what good is it for them you know to just be stuck in that victim mode i mean what good is it why i mean why do some women choose to stay in the victim right that i mean is it gonna make the and broke i mean what's the point I don't, you know, see what it is, is a lot of, and you know, and that's one reason why I started telling my story because it's, it's people attached to it. And I know that it's somebody that needs to hear this testimony to be inspired. Cause a lot of times there's someone that is attached to your story that you don't know that needs you. And this is why, you know, the power in your voice and being able to speak out and use your words. And that's why, you know, I created my books because the power of my words is something that helps to inspire people. Like I have this poem in my book and I'm going to read to you. It's called Power. Thank you. And it says, I'm powerful. I have strength. I have peace. Everything that is positive, I am. I'm a person who won't take no for an answer. And if there's something I want, I'm determined to get it. Nothing can stop me as long as I walk with faith. The power of wisdom, the power of courage, the power of strength, all combines as a weapon of for battle of savior. All these things encourage you to be a powerful person. Any path you take, there will be a hill to climb. But to make that journey a little easier, you have to have all the power to be scrawled through your life travel. Stay the course and there's a light at the end of your transformation. And with that poem is basically telling them to be powerful through what they're doing, you know, knowing that they're strength of who they are and have the faith that they can keep going and start that new chapter. Exactly. Exactly. What a beautiful thing to start a new chapter in your life. And I know when you focus on gratitude and meditation and focusing, you know, and I, I became drawn closer to God in my um, transformation and Mm -hmm. my transition and it leads to abundance because Mm -hmm. life is meant to be lived you're meant to live you're meant to live a long happy life yeah filled with abundance and joy and i've been single and free for 14 years yes and you know peace is the best thing like once you let go of all and that's that's another thing too as people go through this process they have to learn to let go you you can't continue holding on to all that baggage after you because as you continue to hold on to it it goes into the rest of your relationships and then that's where i say where forgiveness you have to learn to forgive and let go let go let god let go right yeah Because after a while, it's like, if you're carrying all that, you're never going to be happy because you're still carrying all of that. Not saying forget that you went through it because that's your strength, but being able to let it go and not feel like it's a baggage and wear it like a bag of honor, wearing it like a badge of honor. Being able to say, I overcame that and I stand for who I am now is powerful. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Being able to stand in your own truth mm-hmm. and yeah. step into your own power. I mean, yes, I still do my affirmations every day. I do too. Yeah. And I, I actually have an accountability group partner now. So, <laughs> And they're good to have because that's another way to, you know, help you know that, hey, I have somebody that's going to, you know, hey, you need to make sure you're doing this, you know, or somebody that's pouring into you and giving you that motivation. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Lynn has a question. How do you let go when you're still 
not dating for your life. She meant not dating. How okay. do you forgive when it's changed everything? All right. Good question. Good question. So how do you let, you said, how do you let go when you're not dating for your life is what you said? Is that what you meant, Lynn? Because it says, oh, fearing not dating. Fearing. Okay. So part of the fear and, and and I went through the fear part because if I if I continued the fear, I would have never published any of my books. Yeah. I would have never spoke out because the very first time I told my story, I told it in front of 80 people that I didn't know on the stage. Right. And and I know fear is a real big thing, but what you have to do is have faith over that fear because if you're fearing for the rest of your life, you would never live. There you go. And my question is what, I mean, not saying what you fear, like what, what's your fear? That too. I have to understand what your fear is in order to be able to understand how you have to let it go. Got it. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. Same here. I would want to know what is right. the, what the do you're fearing? What are you fearing? Um, maybe it's rejection. I don't know. I mean, because this is what I preach, um, Shayna. Like, you know, when a woman is out of a domestic violence relationship, mm -hmm. is they look for love. They're, they're not loving themselves first, okay? Right. So let me just cut to the chase. They're looking for another partner because they right. that other partner is will be their protector. Will be their protector. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. And it backfires. Yeah, because sometimes that same partner turns around and do the same thing. Yeah. But um mm. but a lot of times, sometimes, and even if she's if she's fearing about like maybe they're coming to find them. I, I had that fear for a while as well. And the thing about it is sometimes you can't fear on that. I mean, I know it's hard because if you fear on that, you would never live you would feel like you have to be isolated for the rest of your life. So are you safe? The question is, are you safe? And if you're safe, you have to keep telling yourself, I'm in a safe space. I'm okay. Right. And these are things that will help slow down the fearness of always thinking about them finding you. Because long as you know you're safe and you know that you're in a space where, you know, you you got to build yourself up to know that you can protect yourself. Right, exactly. You know, and there if you feel that you have to go get kickboxing classes, if you feel that you have to learn, um, uh, what is the other thing? But you know how you get these different classes to feel that you have to protect yourself as well. If, the, right. if you know, if you, because at one point I used to fear that I didn't want to go outside. Mm -hmm. But I can't live like that. And I can't have my kids live like that because in reality, you're not living. They still actually have a hold on you. They're still controlling your life, living in fear. Now, I'm trying to think about my past experience because when I moved to Saratoga Springs, which is, uh, let me just think, 100 miles north of where I used to live, mm -hmm. um, I still had a protective order. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I didn't have that fear because I knew, you know, once I broke free, right. I didn't have that fear. I broke free and I moved to Saratoga two weeks mm -hmm. before I signed my divorce papers, which right. is 
seven, 14 years tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have that fear. I just, I wanted, and you know, a friend of mine told me, he said, well, because you wanted out. <laughs> and that, and that's what it is. And see, right now, being go. that she still feels fear, she's still actually in the relationship with that. She's not there, but she's still there mentally. Ah, there you go. Mentally, she's still there. And what it has to happen is she has to work through the process of letting go what happened in order to not fear anymore and understand that she is in a safe space. She has to have the mental tools at this point now. This is where the mental awareness comes in at. Mm. She, she's it. yeah she's mentally dealing with it at the moment and I, I like I said I've been through that to where she you know she's always looking over her shoulder she she don't feel safe in her house you know she she still feels if she go outside they're 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 somewhere around and that fear is what's going to keep you stuck there you go and Lynn is saying yes not in love but it dominates so much of my mindset yeah and, and in order to work on that mindset, I'm going to tell you, every time you get that feeling, say, I'm in a safe space and I'm okay. I love Remember it. that the faith over fear conquers the fear. And if you have the faith that you can be okay, you will not fear anymore of anything being wrong. There you go. There you go. There you go. And it takes time. Lynn, it, it take, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. No. It, takes time. <laughs> it, it is not going to happen overnight. I promise you. But it takes time. And the thing about it is, is you telling your affirmations that you're strong. You have the ability to start a new chapter. You have the ability to change your mindset. Because as you keep working on it, meditating, yoga, mm-hmm. getting, you know, whatever faith that you do, whatever keeps you solid, whatever keeps you grounded, as you continue to build, you continue to grow. Right, exactly. That's what kept me grounded for so long, mm-hmm. still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. And, and it's, it's, it's about, um, you know, Lynn, do you date yourself? Do you take yourself out on dates? Yeah. I love that. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, another way I grew through it was dating myself. I took myself to dinner. I took myself to restaurants. I took myself to concerts. And it was to the point to where I didn't wait on anybody to go with me. I went by myself. You know, I might say, hey, I'm going to this concert. Do you want to go? You know, to my friends. But if they didn't go, I still went. And people was like, how did you go to a concert by yourself? I said, because of <laughs> it was my growth of being able to grow through my situation. And a lot of times we try to grow, go around the situation and not go. What did she say? I live in a goat farm. I, I bought my, my farm as a cousin from us. That's nice. Animals are good. And, and Lynn, I'm going to tell you, during that process, you know, sit with your animals and, and you know, talk, say affirmations. Animals help too. Like I have a cat. Like, you know, that's true. That's you know, true. Find, like horses. I even went through horse, um, horse therapy. Like, you know, you know, spending time with animals is another way to have therapy, too. Exactly. So, absolutely. I Lynn, do you write in a journal? Yeah. Do you keep a journal? In do fact, you keep Lynn a journal? I a workshop um, last month. Actually, Lynn and I should have a chat because I did a master class uh, three mm-hmm. weeks ago. And I talk about journaling. That's the first mm-hmm. thing. That's that's huge. That it's is huge. huge. That is huge for your mental breakthrough. 
Mm, because good. even yeah. when, like to yourself, okay. whatever you're fearing, she said I tried, but it's frustrating. Okay, well, I, I know it. It can be, but don't be afraid to write your feelings. She gets to work. Okay, so okay. just you don't have to journal a long time, even if it's just a thought. If it's a word, put in a word for the day, and as you keep writing, it'll get easier. Exactly. And let me just say this. When I first started, I only wrote three things that I was grateful mm-hmm. for. That's it. I and only wrote three things. That's right. It. Right. Um, so expanded. Now it's mm-hmm. expanded, but um, Lynn, I can, you know, share some resources with you. So after the broadcast, I will definitely message you. Absolutely. Resources. Um, yeah. Like this gratitude journal that I have mm-hmm. on my website. You just list three things that you're grateful for. Yeah, actually, um, the workshop I did um at the YWCA not yeah, this yeah. month but the last month I had a 30 day gratitude challenge for them. So oh, whereas they God. on each calendar day they had to do something that you know that was gratitude even if it was you know writing in the journal, cooking for yourself, you know, just something that right. you know gratitude and that that helps. You know, it's it's definitely a help. I've done and, day gratitude. Yes. And Lynn, find a song that keeps you grounded. Find find a songs that make you find you songs that make you happy. Cause once right, you find right. songs that make you happy, that'll be something that will calm you down in your fear time too. Like I had um my song uh by uh Marvin Sapp, Never Would Have Made It. Like that's my Ooh, song. Yeah. I that's that that's the song I go to. You know, or um, I forgot what her name is, but it's called Better Days Are Coming. And I, I used to that. listen to those for a while. And that when I when I feel anxious or I'm feeling I'm dealing with something, those were two of my go to songs. There you go. There you go. I listen to jazz. Yeah. Very relaxing. Very relaxing. Yeah, it is. You know, it says right here waiting for you. Richard Mark's song to myself. Lynn. Wow. Oh, I love that. I love that. Ooh. Yeah, right. like anytime you start feeling and like even when you write and when you start feeling like you're anxious, cut a song on because then that can help crown you and calm you down. And then maybe you could write better. There you go. There you go. I love it. And I want to just give a shout out to my good friend, Grace O'Connor. She's tuning live on my YouTube channel. She's been a staunch supporter of my podcast. Hi, Grace. I hope you're well. Thank you for sharing your inspirational journey. See? Thank you. Thank you, Grace. And um, yeah, I'm really happy to see her here. Yes. So in closing, so what is the special? Let's talk about the workshop on May 24th. Okay. Because I want to put that out there. Yeah, it's at Wellsprings at Mosa. I will be there doing a workshop from 4.30 to 6 p.m. Me talking about mental health awareness we'll do some activities and we'll get into you know the different things of what we can do to better our mental health and bringing awareness and being able to talk about the things that people don't like talking about Mm. right there you go and i have the pleasure um she asked me is it did she ask me if it's online yeah let me just see let me see um is it online, by the way? No, it's in person. It's in Malta. If she wants to come, tell her to reach out to me, and I will send her the link for her to register. And tell her she can follow me on my social media and my um, right, my YouTube too. <laughs> okay, good, good. Okay, 
So Lynn, if you live in New York, I'm actually going to be at the workshop. So um, I actually have a chiropractor appointment that afternoon. So I'm going to come right over. Mm-hmm. Please so, listen. We're going to have some fun. Oh, yeah. 4.30 to 6 p.m. Yeah. On May 24th. So let me just put is, that out there. I was about to say, is Lynn, Lynn, where are you tuning in Yeah, from? Lynn, where do you live, by the way? And by the way, in my private Facebook group, this is a safe space for women. So, you know, don't be afraid to let us know where you're from. This is a safe space. I have a safe community here. So. And I, and you know, I'm a survivor. I'm all about the safe space. Oh, yeah. Safety of the women. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I don't know where Stacy's from. I don't, yeah. Because I know we connected a while back. Um, so, Southwestern, Southwestern U.S. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I am doing, I mean, Lynn, I am doing something online. Um, Actually, it'll be the third Thursday in June. And it's called Unapologetically Free. If you follow me, you'll be able to do that online. It is going to be a domestic violence platform and it's a safe space. And it's called Unapologetically Free. And it's the free online um panel that we form that we do that I do and it'll be the third Thursday in June so you can um you can tune into that as well hon okay so that's the third Thursday in June yeah once I get the flyer I'll send it to you yeah just send it to me and then I'll put Mm -hmm. it in okay because this will be part of my podcast episode so um I will definitely put that out there so um yeah. So in closing, because we're coming up to the top of the hour and I am loving this conversation today. So what is the special message that you would like to share with the listeners who will be listening to this podcast um, in two weeks? Because next week I have something else. But in two weeks, you know, for the event that's coming up in June. So for all the people that are out there listening, will listen later. I'm going to tell you, in order to grow, you have to be able to step into your true self. And I know it can be scary, but remember, you have to keep going. You have to remain focused on being able to forgive because I know you may fear that you're broken and you might never get healed again. But there's healing in the making. You have to take the steps to it. And just always remember, there's support. There's people that's behind you and we care. So always remember so to keep loving on yourself, stay faithful, and there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, regardless of what you're dealing with. There you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm glad that we had this conversation this yeah. morning and a lot of feedback and um, interaction. So, Lynn, thank you for watching. And I also, there was a couple of other people who watched too. So if you're catching the replay here, today in my private Facebook group and on my YouTube channel, please hashtag replay. Um, Please give us some feedback and um, you can reach out to, um, you can reach out to Shana here. She's on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to her on her website, which is ShanaUnmaskingMotivation.com. I love it. I love I can, it. Can I give my links on what they are on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn? Yes. Yes. Um, on Facebook, on my regular page is Juanita, W-A-N-I-T-A, Mass. And you All can right. also find me as the lady behind the mask on um Facebook as well. Okay. On 
Instagram is the lady behind the mask 22 and on LinkedIn is Sheena Master Motivation or just Sheena Godine. Okay. So the lady behind the mask on Facebook mm-hmm. and lady behind the mask 22 on Instagram. And lady behind the mask on Instagram. And then LinkedIn is Sheena Master Motivation or just my first and last name. Okay. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. The lady behind the mask on Facebook and the lady behind and the mask 22 on Instagram. Okay, let me correct that. Okay, I'm sorry about that. No, it's all right. Not going to let me correct it, okay? <laughs> Stop, okay. <laughs> on Instagram, okay. And that's probably one word then, right? Usually. Yeah, it's all together. It's the lady okay. behind the mask. All right. So the lady behind the mask, 22 on Instagram, and mm-hmm. I'm following and lady, right now. And, and the lady behind the mask on Facebook on as Facebook, well. And then let's yeah. do... Um, and then my in LinkedIn is Sheena Master Motivation, or my first and last name. Okay, Sheena on Mass Motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, very good. Okay, LinkedIn, Shada on Mass Motivation. Okay. All right, perfect, perfect. So make sure you have all these three here. Okay. And this live will stay up in my private Facebook group, so it'll be here for a while. It's also live on my YouTube channel right now. So the workshop that is going to be in person will be on May 24th at Wellspring of Saratoga, which will be in Malta, New York. That's local. Mm-hmm. So I am definitely attending that event to support Shayna. And um, yes, and also you can reach out to Shayna on her website at www.shaynaunmaskingmotivation.com. Yes. <laughs> so yes, yeah, super excited. All right, everyone. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to today's live broadcast, which was absolutely fire. I just <laughs> love Shayna's mission and vision of, of, of empowering women. And she and I are going to be collaborating. So stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. Stay tuned because we're going to do some <laughs> amazing things. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So this will be, all right. So my podcast is Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. So please like and subscribe to my podcast and spread the word, please, on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all the live streams. I launch weekly podcast episodes every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And if you're here on my YouTube channel, please like like and subscribe to Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. And if you would like to join my Facebook group, which is for women only, Please join my free Facebook group, which is Let's Break the Silence, where I provide a lot of resources. I go live every Wednesday. And I also, um, I'm going to be um, doing another masterclass very soon. And please subscribe to my newsletter for announcements and live events. You could go to letsbreakthesilence.com. Okay. So, Shayna, please hang out with me in the green room after this broadcast. This broadcast is coming to a close. I wish you all an amazing day and stay blessed. Bye for now.